What's going on, everybody? I don't know if this is going to become a thing or not, but I promise I only do it when I feel like I got something to say. But otherwise, podcast is like everything is dropping for every Thursday. Yesterday um, would be yesterday, the 18th, February 18th was the sixth year that my dad had passed away. And um, normally through the years, I'll be, you know, since past I'll be depressed and things of that nature. But I wasn't depressed yesterday. But I did feel weird all week. You know, it's like I felt like something was was going on. Like I'm useful, but I guess I was trying to put it out of my mind. I'm not sure. But um, I went to the gym and, you know, the parking lot of IHOP was full. And I was like, damn, why everybody at IHOP today? Not thinking, you know, and this is just me because I, 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 I associate my life with signs. And um, my dad used, and I used to always go to IHOP. That was our thing, always going to IHOP. And I didn't put it together. And then uh, somebody told me somebody tried to put a curse on me, this, that, and the third. And I was like, you know, gosh, nobody can put a curse on me, this, that, and the third, whatever. But last night, it hit me that it was February 18th, and that's because I realized that it was President's Day and my dad passed away on President's Day. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. So around 11 o'clock, I had lit a candle, went by his ashes and, um, you know, prayed and stuff like that. And I posted on um, my IG. But then as I was going through IG, uh, you remember that show called John Q with Denzel Washington and um, the one that played his son, Daniel Smith? There's a scene in there where he says, Dad, and Denzel looks back and he goes, goodbye. And then Denzel turns around and goes, this is not goodbye, son. See you later. And if you know my dad's attitude, <laughs> and my dad is always, he's so funny, because I just... In that hour, I just, you know, did the whole thing and said, Dad, I almost did it. He almost had a good day without being depressed. And I still wasn't depressed. But then I seen that and I was like, I know you ain't trying to send me no sign that you about to see me later and stuff like that. So I started laughing to myself. It was so funny. It was so funny because I was laughing to myself and I was like, don't be trying to come and see me later. I ain't ready to go. I got a book. I got some tea. I got stuff. Good. No, I ain't ready to go. I still got things to do. You know, but it made me laugh. And that was like the sense of humor that my dad had. And I guess why it bothered me a lot because, and a lot of things are becoming clear because my dad had me, when I was born, my dad was in his 40s. So growing up, a lot of things my dad couldn't show me, like play basketball and things of that nature, you know? So I kind of like resented him for that. And it took me a, 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 a while to understand a lot of things why I was, that was just one of them, but it wasn't everything. You know, why he did the things he did. And as I got older, when I turned 19, me and my dad built that relationship. It's like, I think it's true. Like, there is a time when a son and a father will come head to head. And yeah, me and my dad came head to head the day of reckoning. And I left home. But when I left home, I don't know what I was doing. And that's what gets me. I didn't know what I was doing, but my dad was there for me. It's like I had to come become a man and stand up on my own two feet. 
but he was always there. Joking and playing no matter what happens. He can make anything funny. And I, I think that's where I get my sense of humor from. If people tend to think I got a sense of humor. <laughs> but um, that's where I get my sense of humor from. Because he can make anything. He, he was not the type of person that liked negativity. It was too draining. It was too exhausting. He did not like that. He's like, you can always find something good in anything you do. Anything. And I watched him and I believed that and I learned that. It's embedded in me. And sometimes you learn things too late. If you have listened to the first podcast, you um, have heard that I was married twice. You know, divorced twice, of course. And for me, it was like I had to break a spell or a curse because it was like I was going down the same pattern. I never wanted to be like my dad. My dad drank a lot. I think he was a functional alcoholic, but um, that probably be, we probably talk about that in another somewhere else. But um, sorry, trying not to get off track. Just brought up memories. But yeah, but my dad, um, he was always there for me, and I guess seeing some some of those things that I witnessed when I was growing up in my neighborhood in my community. It rubbed off on me. So as I got older and got married, the communication was off. It's this thing that's called love language. And it's really real. <laughs> love language. It's like, have you ever, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of us have spoken to people that does not speak the same language and we trying to understand what they're saying. That's what love language is. But the differences between love language is that if you break love down to its purest form, it's just love. It's just as innocent as a newborn baby. It's pure love, born into sin. And me and my wives, we wasn't speaking the same love language because I came from a different background. Now I accept full responsibility on my part a lot of the verbiage, the anger, the abuse, that all came from me. And they should never have been treated that way. But I had to go through that to understand what love is. Because once I recognized what I was going through, the more I did not want to become more like my dad. And I think my dad sensed that. I think that my dad sensed that I didn't want to become like him. And I don't think he he was upset about it, like you, like you want your son to grow up to be better than you. And I think my dad was mad because I was becoming like him. And he always wanted me to be better. Our communications was off because my dad didn't know how to communicate with me at the time. We wasn't on the same love language, just like I wasn't on the same love language with both of my wives. But as I got older and started doing the work and finding healing, here's the thing, anything is fixable. Anything is fixable. People do not want to be disrespected. People do, do not want to be touched or hurt. People just want to be understood. And you have to speak the right love language. And when it comes to that point where you got to put your hands on somebody, it's time to walk away. Because that's not food. That's not the move. Because that's when it becomes like a very toxic situation. Now... I do believe that, like I said, anything is fixable. 
But you got to do the work. You got to do the work. One person cannot do the work and the other person do not. You got to be on the same love language. And if you could be on the same love language and talk and communicate effectively without the arguing, you will understand that it is much a, a smoother ride to get there. You just got to get there. Everything is fixable. And I think that's what I'm going to leave y'all with this week. Is if you're in love with someone, or if you hurt someone, yeah, it sucks. You fucked up. Or they fucked up. Have an open mind. If they want to apologize, let them apologize. But it's up to you. But everything is fixable. You do not have to be that abusive person. You do not have to be that person that needs to verbalize and don't know how to talk to a person. Anyone could change. I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. Yes, you too, Grandma and Grandpa. Y'all could change. You can change. Don't sit up and say, oh, I'm stuck in my ways. No, no one's stuck in their ways. You choose to be stuck in your ways, but no one's stuck in their ways. How you like if you pass away and you get to the pearly gates and God said, well, I'm not letting you because I'm stuck. going on everybody I don't know if this is going to become a thing or not but I promise I only do it when I feel like I got something to say but otherwise podcast is like everything is dropping for every Thursday yesterday um would be yesterday the 18th or 18th was the sixth year that my dad had passed away and um normally through the years I'll be you know, since past I'll be depressed and things of that nature, but I wasn't depressed yesterday. But I did feel weird all week. You know, it's like I felt like something was was going on. Like I'm useful, but I guess I was trying to put it out of my mind. I'm not sure. But um I went to the gym and you know, the parking lot of IHOP was full. And I was like, damn, why everybody at IHOP today? Not thinking, you know, and this is just me because I I, I, I associate my life with signs. And um, my dad used, and I used to always go to IHOP. That was our thing, always going to IHOP. And I didn't put it together. And then uh, somebody told me, somebody tried to put a curse on me, this, that, and the third. And I was like, you know, gosh, nobody can put a curse on me, this, that, and the third, whatever. But last night, it hit me that it was February 18th. And that's because I realized that it was President's Day and my dad passed away on President's Day. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. So around 11 o'clock, I had lit a candle, went by his ashes and, um, you know, prayed and stuff like that. And I posted on um, my IG. But then as I was going through IG, uh, you remember that show called John Q with Denzel Washington and, um, the one that played his son, Daniel Smith. There's a scene in there where he says, Dad. And Denzel looks back and he goes, goodbye. And then Denzel turns around and goes, this is not goodbye, son. See you later. And if you know my dad attitude, <laughs> and my dad is always, he's so funny. Because I just, 
in that hour, I just, you know, did the whole thing and said, Dad, I almost did it. You almost had a good day without being depressed. And I still wasn't depressed. But then I seen that and I was like, I know you ain't trying to send me no sign that you about to see me later and stuff like that. So I started laughing to myself. It was so funny. It was so funny because I was laughing to myself and I was like, don't be trying to come and see me later. I ain't ready to go. I got a book. I got some tea. I got stuff. Good. No, I ain't ready to go. I still got things to do, you know, but it made me laugh. And that was like the sense of humor that my dad had. And I guess why it bothered me a lot because, and a lot of things are becoming clear because my dad had me when I was born, my dad was in his 40s. So growing up, a lot of things my dad couldn't show me, like play basketball and things of that nature, you know. So I kind of like resented him for that. And it took me a, 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 a while to understand a lot of things why I resented That was just one of them, but it wasn't everything. You know, why he did the things he did. And as I got older, when I turned 19, me and my dad built that relationship it's like I think it's true like there is a time when a son and a father will come head to head and yeah me and my dad came head to head the day of reckoning and I left home but when I left home I don't know what I was doing and that's what gets me I didn't know what I was doing but my dad was there for me it's like I had to come become a man and stand up on my own two feet. But he was always there, joking and playing. No matter what happens, he can make anything funny. And I, I think that's where I get my sense of humor from, if people tend to think I got a sense of humor. <laughs> but um, that's where I get my sense of humor from, because he can make anything. He, he was not the type of person that liked negativity. It was too draining, it was too exhausting. He did not like that. He's like. You can always find something good in anything you do, anything. And I watched him and I believed that and I learned that. It's embedded in me. And sometimes you learn things too late. If you have listened to the first podcast, you um, have heard that I was married twice, you know, divorced twice, of course. And for me, it was like I had to break a spell or a curse because it was like I was going down the same pattern. I never wanted to be like my dad. My dad drank a lot. I think he was a functional alcoholic. But um that probably be we probably talk about that in another somewhere else. But um sorry, trying not to get off track. Just brought up memories. But yeah. But my dad, um he was always there for me. And I guess seeing some some of those things that I witnessed when I was growing up in my neighborhood, in my community, it rubbed off on me. So as I got older and got married, the communication was off. It's this thing that's called love language. And it's really real. <laughs> love language. It's like, have you ever, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of us have spoken to people that does not speak the same language and we trying to understand what they're saying. That's what love language is. But the differences between love language is that if you break love down to its purest form, it's just love. It's just as innocent as a newborn baby. It's pure love, born into sin. And me and my wives, we wasn't speaking the same love language. 
because I came from a different background. Now, I accept full responsibility on my part. A lot of the verbiage, the anger, the abuse, that all came from me. And they should never have been treated that way. But I had to go through that to understand what love is. Because once I recognize what